Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, my friends, and happy Monday. I am so excited this week because I have officially hit the one-year anniversary of this podcast. So I'm having a little celebration for myself, and I checked the numbers this morning, and I'm blown away that I've already hit the number 12,000. So for me, that's incredible. I'll never forget the first month or two or even three. My The people listening in was in the single digits, and then all of a sudden, I probably around month six, I just started hitting this exponential growth. And honestly, I'm just, I don't take a single one of you for granted. So I just want to let each and every single one of you know how much you mean to me and how impactful it is whenever I hear from you and I'm getting feedback from you guys on what this is doing for you. It really, really does keep me going. I don't take a single review, subscription, download, any of that for granted because In my times when I have second-guessed whether or not this is helping anyone, those have come through at the right time and given me the motivation to keep going. It's like, okay, there are people out there that this is helping, and now I'm really starting to see more of a snowball effect from that. And so I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to everyone. I can't believe I'm a year in. That that's amazing. And without each and every one of you, I wouldn't be here, honestly. So thank you so much for tuning in weekly and eventually bi-weekly. <laughs> and I appreciate all of your support. Everyone that's reached out on Instagram. Really, really, really so humbled that each of you have given so much of your time to me th- over the past year, if you've tuned into all the episodes or even if you've tuned into just one. Thank you so much. So in honor of the one-year anniversary, I thought that I would do a part two to one of my most popular episodes, or an episode that's been consistently in the top three over the past year. And that episode was episode number two, Are You Dating Yourself? So this is that, but part two of that. (laughs) So I hope you're ready for a refresh of that episode because that is what we're getting into today. But I will make it more interesting. I'm adding a couple more nuggets and also going off in a few different directions. That way, this episode will have new value to you, even though you've heard some of this before. And if you have started integrating some of this into your life already, hopefully I have some new tips, new ideas, or new challenges for you to consider. So with that, let's get into it. You've heard me say it a thousand times before. You're going to hear me say it a thousand more times in this episode. Your relationship with yourself 
is the most important relationship you will ever have. More important than your relationship with mom, dad, uncle, aunts, sisters, siblings, partners. The relationship you have with yourself is the most important. And yet, and yet, so many of us neglect this relationship. Or we put the needs of others ahead of our own. So how do we start to focus on ourselves? My answer for you is to start with dating yourself. And when I say dating yourself, I really just mean giving yourself the space to be comfortable sitting with your own thoughts. So whether that's you doing something by going out to dinner or to a cafe or driving somewhere, whatever that means for you. But the idea is that you want to be alone with yourself without any distractions. That way you can really start to observe your thoughts. And hopefully you get to a place where you're doing this regularly. That way you can begin to see your habits more clearly. They start to present themselves a little bit more readily available to you. And then you'll start to create space to notice things like, when I feel judged, I tend to perform in these ways. Or when I feel uncomfortable, I want to exit a situation as quickly as possible. Or I notice when I experience shame, when others see me eating alone. What does that tell me about the areas that I need to heal within myself? Or the idea of taking a Saturday night for myself seems selfish. What does that say about my prioritization of self-care? Or even if I'm uncomfortable not having someone else with me out in public, how does this show up in my romantic relationships? That's a really big one. (laughs) Dating yourself as a self-love practice allows you to see your habits for what they are, programming. And phenomenal growth can come from this kind of introspection. And this kind of observation can only occur when you test yourself in public. So the risk of judgment from others is there. And you're like, why would I put myself in a position where others might judge me? That's also kind of the point. You want to put yourself in a place where you're subjected to that vulnerability. How do you react under that kind of stress? What thoughts start infiltrating your mind? And then how is that showing up in other areas of your life? If you're always worried about what other people are thinking of you, especially people you've never even met before, why do we put so much emphasis on what they think? So that's a part of this process, is saying, oh, I could never go to dinner by myself. Well, why not? If you say that, I'm definitely wanting you to go do this. (laughs) In fact, you are numero uno on my list of people I want to go do this cultivating this kind of a deep and comfortable relationship within yourself teaches you how to handle things like social anxiety. And if you're one of my Brene Brown fans, this will help you build resilience when it comes to public perception or what other people think of you. And it allows you to check in with yourself and figure out what the hell you might need, just like you would do for a loved one. But how often do you sit down and check in with yourself and say, hey, girl, you good? You ask so many strangers every day, oh, hi, how are you? Whether you mean it or not, you're asking the question. How often do you ask yourself that question? How are you? But how do you know when you've built the type of resilience and the comfortability you need in order to help with things like anxiety, self-love, and also, fun fact, manifestation? Well, my answer for you 
is when you can comfortably take yourself out in public to a movie, a restaurant, on vacation, to a cafe, to a comedy show, taking yourself out in public without anyone else, and especially without distractions, without things that make you appear busy. Many people are comfortable being in public alone when they appear to be busy either writing, texting, working, reading, whatever it is. But can you handle being alone without something to make you appear busy to the people around you? Like a lot of times people will be like, oh, I can go have dinner with myself, but they'll read the whole time. Well, the message you're sending to other people is, oh, I just needed to get away to read. And like for some people that provides the safety net they need to deal and and to distract themselves from the uncomfortability of what people might think of them. They're like, oh, they're just assuming I'm here to read. But what if you strip away all of those distractions and you're just there and you don't give someone else an easy excuse to explain why you're sitting alone? That's where I want you to sit. That's the level of discomfort that I want you to, to see if you can handle. And this differs a little bit from the advice that I had in the second episode of Dating Yourself because I used to say, bring a book or a journal to write in, or, you know, you can you could do personal development-related things, right? But I have actually changed my opinion from that, and now I think that you should really hold off on that until you're comfortable without the appearance of the busyness as a crutch or as an excuse as to why you might be alone. And you can add that book or journal in later, but my advice is to just wait until you've gotten over the feelings of the awkwardness, because it's going to be there, that comes from sitting by yourself and having to have something that might explain why you're doing that. None of that. You just sitting. And if you need the book, that means you should definitely leave it at home. If you need anything else in order to make yourself feel more comfortable in that situation, then you are the person that really needs to sit with that discomfort and figure out what your issue is with that. Why is that so uncomfortable? What does that say about you if you have to eat dinner alone? What fears might that point out for you? And also, how is that showing up in your relationship? If you can't go to dinner alone, then can you ever not be in a relationship? That last question is especially intended for my serial daters. I I see you. I have been you. (laughs) And it's really important that you work through that. And figure out why you feel the need to be with someone and why you are uncomfortable being with yourself. So yes, dating can and does, and I hate to use the word should, but feel really uncomfortable at first. Because you're sitting there and you're probably like, oh my god, they probably think I'm being stood up right now. They probably think I'm such a loner. They probably just feel so sorry for me. But these thoughts that you might have are all about other people's perception of you has nothing to do with what's the reality. So why does it matter? Why do we give so much credence to people who who we might only see once in our lives? That dinner might be the only time you ever see those people. And let's just say, for example, one of your coworkers is there. Why would that be embarrassing if you're just like, oh, I just needed a night to myself, you know? Most people would high-five you for doing that. So why do we beat ourselves up over it? Or over the perception of it, rather? Dating yourself helps you get over the need to appear cool for the sake of others or for the need to please others 
by conforming to the social norms that make them comfortable. Because if you have a book, they can explain you away. Oh, well, she's by herself, but she's reading, so she's fine. It's almost like we want to make them comfortable not thinking that we're stood up. Because if, if they think that we might be stood up, then they're going to feel uncomfortable. And we don't want them to experience that. That's another thing to sit with. Why does their level of comfort over what I'm doing bother me so much? And if these kinds of thoughts are showing up with people you don't even know, if you were to take yourself out and date yourself, then how else might that be showing up in your career, for example? If you're so afraid of what those other people might think of you being in public alone, are you ever going to speak up in that company sales meeting when you disagree with an opinion? Are you ever going to stick up for yourself if someone points out something you did wrong that actually wasn't really you? Are you ever going to own your own boundaries? Are you going to be comfortable dancing at your best friend's wedding when your favorite song comes on? I mean, I know that's a silly example, but it's impacting your life in so many other ways. So to break this habit of people-pleasing that you don't even know, people-pleasing those people you don't know, you have to start putting yourself in positions that make you uncomfortable. And you have to start getting comfortable with that discomfort, (laughs) which is a little oxymoronic when I say it like that. But the point is you have to lean into that fear of being uncomfortable and sit with it. The purpose is to desensitize yourself to that discomfort. And not only that, but allowing yourself the space to really evaluate your own thoughts and habits. How do I tend to break myself down here? What thoughts tend to come up? What is my pattern? If I'm in a stressful situation, what are my default coping mechanisms? So dress up for you, for no one else, and then choose to do something alone. Leaving all distractions at home. Just experiencing your own company. It is supposed to feel challenging. It is supposed to push you out of that comfort zone that you've been living in. This is where you grow. And the more comfortable you become with your discomfort, the less you care about the perception and opinions of others. And this level of resiliency allows you to protect your peace and your energy from a manifestation perspective. And for some of you, if you've tuned into my first episode, you may have already been doing this. You're probably like, oh, dating myself is easy. I've now got it. Or maybe you've just always done this. You learn it from your parents or something. If that's the case, awesome. Find out what's next for you to work on. What can you do to get yourself to that level of discomfort again? So if dating yourself no longer gets you to that place of discomfort, then figure out what else might bring you that discomfort. Because I imagine we all have like these layers of discomfort. It's almost like a, like a ball or sphere and there's like all these different layers you strip away. Dating yourself is just one layer. And I think that you could probably use that exercise to really get to a lot of other layers. But if you've completely gotten comfortable with that and you feel like you've sort of met your limit, what's another opportunity for vulnerability that might make you feel that same discomfort? Because the more layers we're able to work through, the more we free ourselves of our programming or what society expects of us, or how inclined we are to people, please. So find that next level of a challenge for you that'll get you to that discomfort so that you can still be in that place of growth and you can build a new level of fear resiliency. So if dinner alone no longer scares you, how about singing or dancing in public? How about wearing an outfit you're unsure about? Or standing up for yourself to a toxic parent? Or disagreeing with a boss's opinion? Taking up public speaking... What can you lean into that challenges you and makes you feel nervous? 
good. Do that. So long as it's safe, right? I'm not saying like put yourself in a really scary position. I'm saying that find something that makes you feel a little bit more vulnerable and exposed. Something that you've resisted because of how you think other people might think of you. Do those things. Strip those layers away. If you ever find yourself having the thought, oh, what would people think of me? Or I don't want to look dumb. Or that's just really not cool. Or people just don't do that. That's usually a telltale sign of something you might want to work through. And I have plenty of these for myself, by the way. I'm still working on some of these. (laughs) Just the other day, I went to a conference, the Modern Nirvana Conference. And right before Deepak Chopra spoke, they had this movement class where someone was playing the drums. And it was essentially supposed to be like ecstatic dance. And even though as a dancer in my past, it's always been choreographed dancing. And so free dancing makes me feel very vulnerable and exposed because I immediately go to the place of, oh, everyone's going to be judging me because I'm supposed to be able to look good when I dance because I'm an, I'm an ex-dancer. And therefore, I'm just not going to dance at all because if I don't look good and meet their expectations, then what are they going to think about my past dance experience? They're going to think I'm a liar or something. And oh, God, I, still, I really don't want to look stupid. I just wish there's some sort of choreography I can follow. Like that literally happened to me the other day. And I was like, ooh, girl, we, (laughs) I have to put myself in more positions where I have to dance in public now because that is an area where this people pleasing and this uncomfortable vulnerability is showing up for me. And I'm going to have to suck it up and lean into the fear. And I want you to do the same. And just know that I'm going through this with you. I do not have all this shit figured out. I have so many layers myself that I am still peeling back one at a time. And God knows I hope I get to the bottom. But we may or may not in this life. But a beautiful part of this whole process is just getting to know the real us and getting comfortable in our own skin. And so many people haven't even stripped away that first layer, which is just, can I be comfortable sitting alone? Can I be comfortable taking myself on a date? That's step one. And how amazing would it be if we all strip away so many layers to the point where people's opinions and perceptions of us genuinely don't bother us? Not even like, you know, sticks and stones break my bones, but then you're like really crying on the inside. Like, no, what if they genuinely do not bother you because you've built up such a level of resiliency for that kind of thing that you just don't give a shit. You're just completely who and authentically who you are and you do whatever you want to do, not what you think society expects you to do. That kind of level of freedom, that's where you're going to manifest some really deep, amazing shit for yourself. So that's why we talk so much about dating yourself on this podcast, as well as like all the other mindset stuff. But that's the sort of freedom I want you to experience in this life and all the lives afterward. So this whole idea of dating yourself is to put yourself in safe situations that make you feel uncomfortable or exposed or vulnerable. That way you can start to understand yourself better. You can start to observe the thoughts you have when you're in that discomfort. Because when we're uncomfortable, we tend to express our toxic traits more often than not. Or our mental patterns and thoughts that tend to come up when we beat ourselves up, those are starting to rear their ugly heads. So what are those and what triggers those? So take notice of things like, how do I want to self-soothe when I'm experiencing discomfort? What are my habits? Do I beat myself up if I think I look stupid? Do I distract myself with mental to-do lists? I did that during yoga all the time. I'd be doing yoga and then thinking, oh, after this, and you do this, this, and this. So sitting with the discomfort of just not having to go through that mental to-do list of what comes next. 
Or do you get aggressive when you're angry? Do you want to control things when you're overwhelmed or uncomfortable? What is your default habit, your mental habit, whenever you're exposed to discomfort? This is the side of you that I want you to explore because how you react to stress is often how you're going to show up in relationships because no relationship is (laughs) stress-free, at least not for the entire duration of it, unless it's like an acquaintance. So knowing these answers for yourself will teach you a lot about how you're showing up in your relationships. It doesn't matter if it's romantic or not. And knowing these patterns will also show you the types of relationships you've manifested so far because you attract who you are. So now's the time to reflect on your own toxic behaviors because no shame here, we all have them. Whatever your toxic behaviors are, that's what you've pulled into yourself. That's what you've manifested. The people we're with can teach us a lot about ourselves. So learn to enjoy your own company and to love your own company in any scenario so you can confidently set your own boundaries. The best way to teach someone how you expect to be treated is to show them. And more importantly, if you feel completely comfortable being on your own, you will never stay in a relationship that isn't serving your best interests. And I'm going to say that again a little differently because I think that's probably the most important part of this whole episode. When you're completely comfortable on your own, you might be alone, but you will never be lonely. People who are comfortable alone will feel more empowered to leave relationships that aren't complementing the lives they want. And I'm not saying it's any easier to leave, but I am saying that it makes you more empowered to make the best decision for yourself and that you know that it will outweigh any fear or grief you might be experiencing. And it might outweigh the discomfort you will feel from becoming single again. That's what dating yourself really does. It gets you completely comfortable knowing that you'll be okay if you are all you ever have. And that might sound scary, but to me it's extremely comforting. Knowing that I'll always be okay because of who I am. So today's message is so important and so worth repeating because I know so many women that have stayed in that relationship out of comfort or out of fear of being lonely. Hell, I have been that woman. I gave up four years of my life to a not great, healthy person (laughs) because I was afraid to leave. I was afraid to be on my own and I hadn't yet cultivated getting to know who I am and what I deserve. And I'm here to tell you that we deserve better. Our partners deserve better. And if your relationship is great already, then how much better could it be if you understood your own habits and triggers and were working to grow and and work through them? And if you're working on your toxic triggers so that way your partner didn't have to experience your unhealthy habits or backlashes. We could all have such healthier relationships if we better understood ourselves. So take a break from your partner or partners, if you have them, and spend a Friday or Saturday night alone. Turn down that date night with others for a date with numero uno. Because I firmly believe when we show up for ourselves more, we show up better for everyone else. And it's great that we seek connection as a species, but many of us don't connect with ourselves first. And when you don't connect with yourself first, You instead allow yourself to mesh into what someone else might want you to be. So if you've ever had that friend that seems to change lifestyles depending on who they're dating, these friends are relationship chameleons. 
So if you don't connect with yourself and know who you are at your core, know your habits, know what you like, you are susceptible to becoming one of these relationship chameleons. And these are people who transform themselves to the desires of other people instead of becoming the own versions of themselves. So it reminds me of the movie Runaway Bride, if you've ever seen that. And I really hope that you have because it's a classic. (laughs) So in the movie, Julia Roberts changes how she likes her eggs every morning, depending on the guy she's dating at the time in the movie. So sometimes it's scrambled, sometimes it's sunny side up, but it always matches the guy that she's with at the time. That is a indicator of a relationship chameleon. It might be the friend that picked up yoga because the guy they were dating likes yoga and you don't even really think they like yoga or they don't really think they like yoga or the person that's picked up mountain biking or running or whatever that hobby might be. They're trying to acclimate to the type of person that the person they're with wants and they're trying to make that person happy, but they don't really know if that's something that they like. So maybe you know one of those people for yourself, in which case maybe like very tactfully give them this episode. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is a miserable way to live your life, if you even call that living, because then you never really get to know what your passions are, or you never really get to experience them. So relationship chameleons also struggle to be happy because they don't know what it takes to get them there. And they're not used to putting themselves first. They're not used to understanding their likes, their dislikes. And when they don't give themselves space, they don't have the ability to notice their tendency to just jump into one relationship after another. Like they're finally single and they're immediately looking for someone to fill that void. All this can be observed when you allow yourself to sit down and engage in my favorite self-love practice and the topic of today, dating yourself. So I will finish us off with my final message. Dating yourself is a self-worth practice that allows you to understand yourself Your needs keeps you from people-pleasing so you can be your more authentic self, and it allows you to cultivate a relationship with others based on what you want instead of based on your programming. And that last part we will talk more about next week. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me today. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch you all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.